party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, an RPG podcast built for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I'm joined by Nick Murphy from the Continue Show for a game of Scarlet Heroes by Kevin Crawford. Continue is a fantastic YouTube channel where Nick, alongside Paul Ritchie, Josh Henderson, and Dom Mashidi, play video games and crack-wise. It's frankly hilarious, I've been a fan for a very long time, and I'm super excited to have Nick on the show. Especially since, as he mentions in the episode, he's never played a tabletop RPG before. Playing with new players is one of my favorite things in the world. And I think you can tell how excited I am in the episode itself. A link to continue on YouTube can be found in the show notes. Scarlet Heroes, the game we're playing this week, is a fantastic old-school D&D hack designed for a single epic hero. If you're interested in duet play and you enjoy the classic sword and sorcery style of D&D, I think this is the game for you. We featured it on the show before, and it's definitely a game you'll see again, because I love it, I think it's perfect for this, and it's honestly one of the shows that really inspired this podcast. I love it to death, I'm going to stop rambling about it, and so let's throw it over to me in the past, so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, teacher me. This week I am joined by Nick Murphy from The Continue Show. Nick, how are you doing, buddy? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing really, really well. All right, so let's talk about what you've got going on up top, right at the top of the show. Why don't you um, introduce yourself and go over the various things people might know you from? Sure, yeah. Uh, my name is Nick Murphy. I'm a filmmaker from Philadelphia. I guess probably one thing that everybody would most know me from, I do a web show called Continue. It's like a mystery science theater, but with video games. And uh, so you can find us at, uh, at Continue Show. On Twitter and on YouTube, we're Continue Show. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just make films and do a whole bunch of random stuff. Now, you also worked on, I think you worked on, I hope you worked on, because I know if I, if you didn't, I'm not editing this out. <laughs> you also worked on Spooky Squad, right? Yeah, so, yes. um, so we did a pilot for Disney XD called Spooky Squad. Uh, I co-directed it with uh, Paul Ritchie. Uh, who's on the show with me. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was, like, a lot of fun. I want to do more things like that. Uh, yeah, I, I we had um, we had Ian Baffler on the show oh, a few months ago, and he was, he was he was talking uh, he talked a great deal about that about how much fun that was. So I was <laughs> See, like, that I want more opportunities like that. I want more things where we can um, obviously get paid to do things we love, but like uh, just make stuff all the time. It's mm-hmm. just like uh, such a fun part of what we do, and the filmmaking process is like so long and drawn out that like the best part is the really short like production mm-hmm. time. It's like mm-hmm. I feel like it's all this like lead time up to it. Mm-hmm. Short production time and then long post production time. So it's like I want more of the production time. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I, that you've described the party of one podcast almost <laughs> to a T. It's like picking out games and emailing yeah. and scheduling things, and then I get that hour where I'm like, "Yeah, we're playing a game," and then afterwards it's editing. Yeah, and... all the tedium afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so speaking of games, let's play a game. Yeah, let's do it. So we are playing um, Scarlet Heroes this week. We played it again before on the show. It is a is a fan favorite. It's returning, making a big return. It's um it's kind of just classic uh, sword and sorcery, Dungeons and Dragons for a... with or without Scarlet Fever. I mean, it who could. knows? We could we could run into it. The day is young. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to write anything off just yet. So yeah, but the only, the main thing the main thing that sets Scarlet Heroes apart is it's specifically designed for this kind of format with one player, one GM. So it works really well. I I love it. It's, at this point, it might be my favorite game, so I'm really excited to play. Cool. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump right into character creation. Um, okay. We're going to take it a step at a time, just nice and nice and easy. Um, yeah. The first thing I wanted to I want you uh, to talk about with you is see if you had an idea for a class, because I feel like that informs a lot of the other decisions that we're going to make. Yeah, looking through the rulebook, I liked uh, Human Warrior, just because okay. hitting things is a lot of fun, and hitting. I figured... I'm most familiar with human, so I'll go with that. Human warrior is always good. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so you're going to be a human warrior. 
So that informs the next part, which is going to be like rolling up your, your actual abilities. Okay. So the way that you're going to do that is you're going to take four six-sided dice. Okay. You're going to roll them. You're going to drop the lowest score and then okay. add the other three together. Drop the lowest. Oh, 46. Four. Okay, drop the lowest and add these. So 12, 15. 15. Okay. So you're going to write that, just write that off to the side because you're going to do that um, five more times and then you're going to assign those to your various stats okay. as uh, you would. Gotcha. Oh, so what do I do here? I got two fours. Uh, drop one just of drop one of yeah. them. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, there's 10, 15 again. Oh, that roll sucked. Uh, seven. Two, jeez. Uh, 10. Four times, right? Yeah, uh, six times. Six, six times? Yeah. Oh, man. This is the part of the show where you're like, can my guest count properly? <laughs> yeah. Oh, twelve. On Trust me, one? it's normally it's normally me where I'm. That one's like, gone forever. That, that yep, guy's gone. That one's dead. Normally it's me where I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I'm supposed oh to be hosting god. this show and I numbers and hope people don't realize me. I made it through life without being able to count properly. Cool. So that's six uh, times. Fifteen, fifteen, seven, ten, twelve, and twelve. Okay. Uh, so um, one of the rules in Scarlet Heroes is if you don't roll under a sixteen, you can change one number of your choice to a sixteen. So you can change that seven to a sixteen. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Because you're supposed to be exceptional at at least one thing. Gotcha. So, uh, so, so what's in it? So, sixteen is an exceptional score. Yeah, it's okay. um the way that it, the the bonus is a sixteen is going to get you a plus two. So every time you make a roll with your roll with that ability, you're going to add two to it. Okay. Um, and then thirteen to fifteen is plus one, and all of your other abilities are, are plus zero. Okay. Cool. So, what do you what do you want your highest ability to be? You probably want it to be either strength, dexterity, or constitution, just depending on what kind of fighter right. you think you want to be. My guess is strength. I would, if a warrior, I would say okay. probably so. Let's yeah. do sixteen strength. Okay, and then you can write next to that like plus three, just so you, or plus two, so you remember it. Okay. Um, uh, like I said, it depends on what kind of fighter. Do you do you want to be just like a berserker type guy, or more of like a not quite like a paladin, but without the magic? Yeah, I guess like cunning warrior warrior would be like okay. intelligence or dexterity kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So, so do fifteen intelligence and then fifteen dexterity. I that guess. works. Yep. And so those are both going to be plus one. And we'll cover. We'll cover that. We'll cover that more when we actually start rolling the dice. Okay. Um, and then everything else. Um, everything else you can just assign the twelves and ten how you would, but they're all going to be plus zero. So your bonuses gotcha. are all zero. You... So how far down do I go? Charisma. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. Charisma. So constitution, wisdom, and charisma. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think I need to be super charming. So constitution's like how tough you. Are. How tough yeah, you. Are. How, how good a punch you can take. Okay. And then how wisdom, well you can fight like a common. And then cult. wisdom is like your knowledge of of like the divine and also like your senses. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's go for that, and then let's do ten charisma. Okay. So these twelves are going to get plus one as well. Uh, they're all plus zero. Plus twelves and ten. Plus 10s. zero. Okay. So now that so that we now that we've got that, then uh, we've chosen your class. You're going to write down a few things, and I'm going to tell you just what they're writing down right now. Okay. So you're a fighter. You're going to write down eight hit points where you have the HP there. Okay. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's good because the average attack in Scarlet Heroes does, like, one to two damage. Okay. So you can take a good number of blows. Gotcha. Your starting attack bonus, which should be right under that, is plus one. Plus one. Okay. And your fray dice is a D... Hold on. It's a D8. You have one D8 fray dice. What a fray dice is, the best way I have to explain it is, um, you know the video game Dynasty Warriors? No. Do you know, um, like, side-scrolling beat-em-up games? Yeah. 
You know how there's the mini boss, and then there's just the guys that you get the two hits off and they go down? Yeah, yeah. Those are the guys that you're going to use your fray dice on. They just represent the sheer act of mowing down, like, minions. Okay. So, like, the lower level guys, you just... it's ex- just plow through. You just deal a certain amount of automatic damage to them that usually kills them. That's cool. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So, you're... So kind of like an Earthbound when you just get to a certain level, you just start, like, plowing through those... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counters. Exactly okay, like cool. that. Yeah. Let's see what else I write down. I think that's it for... Uh, I have, like, armor class here... Yeah, we'll get to that when we buy equipment. I think the next thing we're going to do is pick out some traits. Okay. So traits are, like, kind of like skills, but they're very, like, broad. Okay. So they're more, they're kind of like backgrounds that you can use as skills in a variety of different situations. Like, for instance, if you wanted to be a sailor, you could Mm -hmm. just put sailor as one, and then that would fill in anything, anytime, anytime anytime you wanted to do something sailor-themed, then you would add that bonus to it. Gotcha. Okay. So you get three points in that. So let me ask you. So the question I'm going to ask you to start filling that in is where do you think your uh, warrior got his training from? He probably got it, I would say, in like a prison fighting pit. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So put down like prison pit fighter. Yeah, that's perfect. All right. And then in situations where you where like that background could come in handy, for instance, being like big and scary and intimidating someone, right. you could add points to that. That's cool. Okay. So um, stuff like that, you have three points to fill in. You can put all three into prison pit fighter, or if you have like another part uh, aspect to a background, or you can also there's also a table you can choose to roll on. Okay. Let me put in architecture aficionado. Maybe. Okay. That's cool. I like that. I figure a lot of time in prison, you're going to, like, appreciate walls yeah, right, and stuff. Yeah, right, right. That's, that's, that's interesting. I forget this whole architect and aficionado. Yeah, you chose two very elaborate words for just, like, marking them down in notes. <laughs> I commend you for that. Yeah, mine right? are usually like Mine are usually, like, good eyes. Runs fast, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And well, I would say, like, one other thing would be just straight up, Good at everything. I'm just gonna put that. Yeah, down. that's that's fine. That's fair. That's perf- That's that's perfect. Okay, so you have three. Like I said, you have three points. You can distribute them among those uh, backgrounds as you would. Okay. Or any any way in any number that you want. I'm trying. What would like a third trait be though? I think th- um, a third trait. Uh, either either a thing from your background here. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna roll. All right. There's the there's a hundred point thing that I'm gonna roll. And just give me, like, a random kind of feel for Yeah, it's going to be an innate quality. Just okay. something about you that's naturally, you're naturally good at. 33. 33, you are hard to intoxicate. <laughs> All right. That actually goes with everything. It does go with everything. Yeah, I like that a lot. That worked out well. I am a man that will always roll on a table. I love it. Unless I absolutely have an idea in mind. <laughs> yeah. The second I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm rolling. Randomness. I was like, you know what? I could probably think of something funny that would be like a weird thing that might come in handy. But I was like, let's just go. Let's just go regular. Okay. Intoxicate. So, All right. So uh, in addition to the three points that you can distribute, you actually get five because you're a person. You're a human. Okay. But every And you can distribute them among those three traits to a maximum of three points in one trait. So you can do three, one, one. You can do two, gotcha. two, and one. I feel like prison fight is going to be really important. Let's do three, one, one. Okay. okay. So my question, as I'm sort of like thinking things through in my head, is at the start of the adventure, is your character still in prison? Has he been let out on good terms, or is he on the run? I feel like he'd be out on good terms. Okay. I feel like he got like you know some college 
work yeah. done with that architecture yeah, okay. degree. I like, oh, I like that a lot. That's interesting. Yeah, okay. That's awesome. Okay, <laughs> so now what we're going to do, now that we've picked chosen your traits, uh, the last thing that we're actually going to do for... Yeah, the last thing we're going to do for your character is you're going to buy some equipment. So I've got my computer here. Okay. Equipment lists. Cool. Roll me a 3d6. Uh, three. Wait, what? Three. Six-sided dice. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And then multiply that number by ten. Eight, nine. Multiply by what? Ten. Ten, ninety. Okay. So, what we're going to give you, I'm going to hand off my computer. Okay. And you're just going to go crazy on this page. On the next page, there's some weapons, armor, and stuff. Okay. So, feel free to just, like, go up and down and... Because weapons and armor on one page, and stuff is on the next page. You have 90 gold to spend. Wow, okay, cool. And you can buy any weapon, you as a fighter can buy any weapons, armor, etc. that you um, want to use. Okay, cool. Can I do two one-handed weapons? Or is it more like one-handed and one shield kind of thing? Um, you can do, I'd say you, I have no problem doing two one-handed weapons. Okay. If you want to do two, like, two one-handed weapons, and then you can either... Hand wave it as like the extra large one and just pay, I think, a little less, or okay. just roll the 2d8 and gotcha. make two attacks. Oh man, you can hire people and stuff? That's cool. Do one handed, 15 GP. Do leather armor, I guess. I'm trying to be conservative with this money. You know, for, for fiscal, fiscal management is an important part of the. Our podcast lifestyle. I feel like it's got to be, you know, it's got you got to be responsible. You can't just get what you want all the time. You know, we're adults. Yeah, exactly. We say as we say as we're rolling up dice for our nerd games. I know, right? Oh man, horses are expensive. Yes. <laughs> Common clothes. Let's do artisan tools. Those artisan tools will give you a plus one bonus to, like, a skill-related thing to whatever trade, which I assume is probably, like, architectural engineering because yeah. you're an architecture guy. Uh, I love it. That's perfect. So it's like a scale. It's like scales and compasses and things. So, like, these hirelings, you think I should, like, get one of them? Um, Are they good to get or you got to pay, like, per day? That's you got to pay, like, per fun. day. Yeah, it's a lot. It's uh, expensive. That's, that's, that's a good thing to buy later on when you kind of yeah. have, when you've gotten some, some riches of treasures from beyond. I mean, some of these guys are, like, silver pieces, so they're, like, relatively cheap. Yes. Is that a leather armor? I'm going to do scale armor. And let's buy a shield. Okay, cool. That's my 90. All right. So um, the last thing that there, I, there's two sort of two things. One of them just is just um, writing down your armor class, and the other thing is we're going to talk about what your goal is, what your life's goal is as this character. Okay, you cool. should give him some kind of a name. I'm going to call him Lothorpe. Lothorpe, I dig that. <laughs> All about Lothorpe. Yeah, right. All right. I'm going to see what's up with Lothor's li- Lothorpe's life. So, let me ask you, um, so first and foremost, since you have scale, armor, and a shield, you're going to write down your armor class is five. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, let me ask you, now that he's out of... What, actually, first off, what did Lothorpe go to prison for? Well, I feel like, because of his like architecture, architectural interest, I would say, like, copy fraud. Okay. Some kind of thing where he, like, falsified blueprints or something. Sure, sure, sure. That makes so it's kind of like a white... Cro- well, he went in for kind of like a white-collar crime, but got, yeah. like, it came really out. hard on the inside, yeah. you know? Changed It changed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, like, all right. 
He, someone gave him the advice of just like, hey, you got to find like, the biggest dude there and take mm-hmm. him down. And then he was like, whoa, I like this a lot. Yeah. Okay. I like that. He looked into the shadow a little too long. And yeah. Back and at him. He just, he came out a different man. It happens, with, you know, it's a sad state of affairs for it is. prison it is. systems. It is. The prison systems of the fantasy world. Of- <laughs> the privatized prison systems of the fantasy it's tragic. World. <laughs> so, so my question is: Now that he's out, what is what is Lothorpe after? What is he looking for in his life? I feel like he wants revenge for the guy that put him in there. Okay, I feel like that's like an like an automatic thing. Like he's he's got a lot of bad feelings for okay for getting caught. That's that's perfect. And I think with that, we are ready to go. Cool. So we begin. Where would Lothorpe find himself on like an average night, like a night on the town almost? Like he's not adventure. He's not on. He's not on. He's not adventuring at the moment. He's not doing anything dangerous. Where, what's where's he? Where's he unwinding? See, I want to say like a tavern, but like the hard to intoxicate thing just sounds like a money sink for him. So I feel like he would, in order to keep body mass, he would be eating and like okay. accumulating mass that way. Okay. Yeah. Like a like a fantasy like, gym. Like a gym. Slash okay. Yeah. A gym slash eatery. buffet. Yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. Buffet gym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. My new business model. <laughs> Podcast. I'm done. Yeah, forget it. So okay, so we so we're at this part, this gym buffet, and there's just you know a long table of food with the little like steam trays and people just pumping weights around him. <laughs> Lothorpe is deep into his workout routine when he puts down the weights after one rep, and he looks up, and there is a man in very official clothing, a dark skinned man. Gray, like white hair, dark skin, and he's wearing like a noble's clothing, and he's just like, "Are you the one they call Lothor?" I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, yeah. I think Lothor will respond with, "Who wants to know?" Uh, a man with a potentially promising business proposition, and also an opportunity for you to um, potentially save the life of someone that you have very complicated feelings for, or with, or of, about. <laughs> I think you gained Lothorpe's attention. So, have you heard anything of the Mystery City? No. I'm intrigued. A few months ago, outside of the town of AG, a city appeared. Overnight. Okay. Hence the term, the Mystery City. Because it's <laughs> okay. a bit of a mystery. Um, we don't know where it came from. We don't know who built it or what it's doing there. But it seems to be getting bigger and bigger. And we are honestly a little worried about it. We need someone to uh, go in to the heart of the city, figure out what's behind it, and if there's a way to make it go away. Because it's eating up our land, it's consume, it's trapping people. People are becoming prisoners to this endless maze of a city. And the reason we the reason we want you to do it is that the MacGuffin prison complex <laughs> is. Right in the heart of where the city appeared. Which means that Warden Okinawa is still inside. I love it. As an architecture aficionado, I think Lothorpe would be very intrigued and would like to pursue this. Wonderful. Wonderful. We unfortunately we can give you a we can give you a horse. We can send you on your way. Uh, we just ask that you make your way we ask that you make your way back here alive. If you can bring back anyone, you know, people wise, if you can make the city go away, those are all bonuses, but just give us answers. We want to know what we're dealing with before we uh commit any sort of a military presence. Okay. Do I get to keep the horse after the job's complete? Uh we can negotiate we can certain we would certainly be open to negotiating that after the fact. <laughs> okay. 
I'd like something in writing just to solidify this. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and make a roll about this. Okay. Roll me, um, you're going to roll me... For Scarlet Heroes, you're going to roll 2d8. It's these two right here. Okay. Because those are the only the eight-sided dice that I have. All right. All of the other ones keep vanishing. And you're going to add any of your traits that you think would apply to this con- to this negotiation, as well as your charisma. Well, I feel like prison pit fighter is going to be a very intimidating kind of thing. Okay. Um, and with the architecture aficionado, I feel like that's kind of like an analytical kind of trait. Okay. Um, so, uh, so it's one trait, so you can add your prison pit fighter since that's the higher one. Okay. So it's one trait plus your um, plus your ability bonus plus the two d eight. I got eight, and my three is eleven. Okay. Yeah, he, um, what happens is you, like, you get real up in his face after you, like, <laughs> you drop the thing so that makes a big clang and you get up in his face and he's just like, um, I think that we would be more than opening if you wish to keep the horse that, uh, consider it a gift from my benefactors. Uh, good day. And he's just, like, he's just gone. There's just pieces out. Man-shaped, right. man-shaped smoke appears <laughs> and he's just like, oh, he's gone now. I love it. I'm down. All right. So it's about a three-day trip by horse. Okay. It's about, like, a nine-day trip by foot. Do I need to prepare any provisions beforehand Um, from our buffet or anything? Um, I mean, you can enjoy the buffet. If you pay, you may as well <laughs> eat your fill. I don't want you to have to, like, you know, feel like you're getting lost on the buffet. No, um, like, rations are provided for you. They provide okay. you with the horse and enough rations for a three-day trip. Okay, cool. So what I'm going to do is roll three dice. Just to see if anything pops up along the way. No. No, you're good. So the, cool. the trip's fairly uneventful. Okay. What you find is a lot of people... You're going towards the Mystery City. A lot of... You keep passing people, like, on horses and carriages and things going away from it. And they're cool. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you, like, you know, you stop and you, you corral with people and they're like, why... Don't. Go back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what happens is you do encounter one person, um, who is just bolting down on a horse and he nearly like collides with you to the point that you both kind of have to stop and acknowledge each other. Okay. And he is just like sobbing and sobbing and he's like, I, (sighs) I don't know if you know what's, what's in that direction, but it's the mystery city. I don't know if you knew that. Perfect. All right. Good. 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 What do you mean? Good. It's the mystery. Have you heard of it? That's where I'm headed. I'm headed to the mystery city. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> sorry for your loved ones. <laughs> I laugh in his face. <laughs> there are things. I just know that there are things there that are not from this world. Like what? I horrors, nightmares, I don't know what you would call them. Things. I guess I guess the things that are responsible for the city, but I can't If I were a poet, perhaps I would find words terrible enough to describe the things that I found there. Okay. All you need to know is, and then he's he's all man, you know, man and horse shaped smoke. (laughs) People move really fast around here. I like it. It's really they do. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting power that people seem to have. (laughs) So you continue on your way. You arrive out at the outskirts of this. Like it's exactly how people have been describing it, where you can see like the city walls. And they're roughly circular, but they're all there's bits that like jag out in various like geometric uh, ways, like zig various zigzag ways, mm-hmm. and you can see buildings of shapes that don't make sense. Okay, so you're you're kind of on a cliff overlooking them as the as the sun goes down on the third day of travel. Okay, do you want to go right in, or do you want to wait, like set up camp and sort of hang hang tight? That guy kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies, so I think I'm going to set up camp. Okay, wait for morning. Okay. And then attack with a fresh day ahead of us. Okay. So, uh, you set up camp. 
uh, it's an uneventful night. You sleep well, considering that you're sleeping on dirt. Mm-hmm. Though I guess it feels like the warm, the warm beds of prison. So you're probably fine. <laughs> I'm with used it. to it. <laughs> oh, your soul is so cold. <laughs> so you wake up and you look around and you start to realize that what was like the woods on the outskirts of the mystery city is now not the heart of the mystery city, but certainly within its oh, walls. Like dude, it's it's come around you. That's nuts. Okay. So I wake up in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Jeez. wake up in the middle of the road. Okay. Like, in the city. Okay. So what's, like, and like I said, you're in a, you're in a, okay, I just realized I didn't say any of this, but okay, here's, here's the situation. Sure. Um, you're in, like, a big street, about a, about 10, 15 foot street. Okay. There are buildings on both sides of you that, um, don't have any real, like, don't have, dem- they're not square buildings, they're sort of, like, various polygon shapes that don't, like, fit together. Okay. And then the road winds around you and there's sort of this big sprawling mess of angles and materials that are not of this world. Okay. So go ahead and make me a wisdom roll. Okay. Or intelligence. Make me intelligence plus architecture. Okay. What do I do? The 2d8, yeah. 2d8, okay. Yeah. Make me a skill roll. 210. Wait, um, which one did you say? Uh, Intelligence and then your architecture aficionado. So 10 plus 1 here. Plus another one, 12. Okay, so you can ask me two questions, like, about your surroundings as you kind of study the architecture and get a sense of, like, what it's made out of, like, the angles that things are built and that kind of thing. Um, From my, like, cliff vantage point from before, was I able to see, like, any kind of, like, centerpiece or anything? Yes, you did see there was a very big spire, like, um, a few miles in from where it was last night. Now it seems, now, so so I guess it's still a few miles away. Okay. But you did see, like, a center spire that was, like, sort of crystalline. Okay. Is it still visible, or yeah, like yeah, the you buildings... can see it. Yeah, the buildings have like a, like a lot of it's blocked out, but it's a very big spire, so you okay. can kind of see it up above. Okay. Nothing's like currently moving, right? Like nothing is like no, the walls aren't like amorphous or anything. They have like um, rigidity to them, and things are fairly rigid. You do kind of it's it, you don't you don't see it, but you almost kind of feel like a pulsing once in a while. Okay, interesting. Like like like. Things feel vaguely disorienting, almost like you have like a vertigo or you're dizzy. Okay. Or this is what people describe when you think that they're talking about being drunk, even though you've never quite felt it yourself. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, and nobody's around, right? Like it's uh, completely unoccupied for right. from the time. Yeah, being, yeah, yeah. Time yeah. Being. Okay. Well, as you as you as you think that, and as you look around, you hear like the beating of insectile wings from the distance, as well as screams coming to like humanoid screams. And then above, coming from above them, you hear, like, insectile wings flapping coming in your direction from, like, the south. Okay. Um, I think I'd like to head toward the spire. That's okay. kind of the best So that's to the north, so you're okay. moving in the opposite direction. Uh, let's see if you are noticed by anything as you sort of make your way. Okay. So, so make me a skill ten. roll, yeah. And then add your dexterity. Five and six. Plus a skill if you think that any of your skills apply. I don't know if they do or not. Uh, probably not. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you are, um, you are making your way through. You're staying on the road when you hear uh, more of those, like, when you hear stone cracking to the left and you look and there's a thing that has started to peer around a corner. Okay. And it, you you lock eyes with it just as we go into our first combat. Okay. With a thing. Okay. So what I'm going to need you to do, uh, actually, since you are the hero, heroes always go first, and Scarlet heroes. 
Okay. So you get to make the first move. It's about like 30 feet away, so you can get to it and attack it in your turn. You can try to move in the other direction to sort of take cover or hide from it. Okay. You can try to talk to it, whatever you want to do. I feel like I'd like to try to like call it out, like almost like intimidate it first. Okay. Um, before kind of jumping into an attack. Okay. So make me a, so that's going to be a skill roll. Okay. With your charisma and your pit fighter. Okay. So those are your 2d8s, yeah. Uh, 6, 7, 13, plus 0, plus 3, 16. Okay. So you, um, so what do you say to it that draws it out of hiding and you guys have like a stare down, like a UFC way in? It's just kind of like a, hey, get out of here. <laughs> All right. So yeah, it, like I said, it's this big thing. It's probably like 8, 9, 10 feet tall, but it's like hunched over. It's insectoid is the best way to describe it. It has it has tiny little wings that don't look like it would be able to fly sure. itself. <laughs> right. it feels, but it looks like at one point it probably could have carried itself on those wings. Okay. It's just, and it's kind of like moving in a way that suggests that it doesn't have like, it, that it's operating with some sort of exoskeleton instead of a, uh, like a body. Okay. And it's got two long arms that are almost too long. Okay. But they don't make sense with the rest of its body. Gotcha. And it's like, now it's like standing in the road and it's just staring at you waiting for you to make the next move. But it's, it's clearly, it clearly, if it doesn't fear you, it respects you. Okay. For like standing up to it. Okay. So what's your next move? I'm going to give him like a little fake out, like a, like I'm going to attack. Okay. Just to see if he kind of flinches or moves. Okay. So make me another skill roll exactly the same. So plus three. And this one's going to be a little easier because you've already kind of psyched them out. 15 plus three, 18. Okay. Yeah. So you, you do that and like literally like this giant 10 foot <laughs> thing flinches a little bit. And it, 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 and then it leans in close and it's like. You are a mighty fighter. <laughs> I respect you. You stand up against those that are larger than you. You would do well in the pits. <laughs> All right. Uh, would, I, would you? Would you like to come? Would you like to prove your prove your worthiness? Oh man! And impress a... and impress the elders. I feel like to get to the bottom of this, I gotta. I'm gonna have to change some minds. Okay. And impress some people. Okay. So. What happens is it, like, scoops you up, and it's holding you like a baby <laughs> as it, like, moves through the streets. And a few other of these, like, insectoid horror things peek around, and they're like, they're like, who is this? Yeah. This is a fighter for the pits. <laughs> and they're all like, pits, pits. And they're really into it. Okay. And it carries you to what is obviously, like, what is very familiar to you. Okay. This is something that brings back some real flashbacks of, like, a pit fighting ring. Yeah. Yeah. So they drop you off. You have all of your stuff. Okay, cool. And it's just like, bring out the champion. And this very fat, but like, like kingpin fat, where it's like muscle muscle fat, walks out and he's got like this beautifully braided beard. Okay. And he's got one eyebrow because the other one's like kind of like scarred off and burned off. And you recognize this man, this like corpulent beast of a man. Uh Uh-huh. As prison warden Okinawa. Oh, man. And he's like, and he's like, Lothor? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is just like old times, isn't it? How did you get swept up into this? Oh, man. Just hanging out. Just hanging out and got here, man. I'm just on a quest to figure out what's up with this city. Oh, they they roped you into that, too. That's all right. Well, you wouldn't be the first one, and I'm sorry to say that this might be where your quest ends, because the only reason they're keeping me alive is because I'm real good at this, and he starts to, like, crack his knuckles. Okay. And he gives you the, gives you the, come get some, come on. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're the old Morpheus. All so right. it is now your turn, your move to do whatever you would like. Okay. I'd like to survey my surroundings. Like, okay. what kind of what kind of pit are we talking? Um, it's like a dirt. It's not like a proper pit. It's sort of just like markings in the dirt. Okay. Like, like the the. It's a ring about. So it's not like Star Wars Episode Two. No, Genos no, no. It's like, okay. it's more like it's more like there there's buildings that have formed around it in a circle. And okay. There, and there's sort of like an eight eight foot diameter circle. Okay. Or not or eight foot radius circle. So it's like sixteen feet in diameter. Gotcha. That's just been like pounded dirt sand. Okay. And there's like splatters of blood and stuff. Various weapons scattered about from fallen champions prior. Okay. And the two of and he's like circling you like let's go. Okay. Let's go. I know you've wanted to do this for a long time. So we're, like, surrounded by buildings. Um, You're surrounded by buildings, and you see these, like, you see these things, like, looking out, being like, battle! Battle! <laughs> all right, all right. Hmm. I guess I gotta fight this guy to death. There's really no... There's kind of no going around it. Um, all right, I guess we gotta do it. So what I would like to do is climb up one of the buildings. Okay. And, like, jump off. Okay. And try to stab... In a downward step right, right, right. at him. Right, right, right. Okay. So what I'm going to ask of you is a dexterity plus your pit fighter role. Because okay. this is a classic pit fighting stunt. Okay. <laughs> what's, what's the name of this classic pit fighting stunt? What do they call this? What do they call this in the circle? I feel like this is the uh, the Lothorp special. Oh, no. The know, I, feel like, I feel like this is kind of what I'm known for. All right. Yeah. So he sees this and he's like... Classic Lothor. Oh no! He gets ready to like punch you out. So like roll that. Okay. You're gonna want a um, eleven total plus okay. your pit fighter and your dexterity. Eleven dexterity one pit fighter three f- uh, fourteen fifteen. So now you're gonna make your attack, and okay. I'm gonna add uh, if successful. I'm gonna add damage, add some extra damage to that attack. Okay. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna roll this d20 right here. Okay. You're going to add. Um, your attack bonus, which is one, as okay. well as your strength, which is two. Okay. Yeah, so you're going to roll all three of those and just tell me what you get, and then I'm going to add his armor. And if So we roll get... this and these? Oh, no, just the detail. Just this, okay. Yeah. Okay, 16, 17 attack bonus, and strength plus two would be 19. Okay, yeah, so you successfully hit him, so now you're going to roll, um, what kind of weapon do you have? Uh, I just did one hand, and I don't think we established what kind. Okay, yeah, so what kind of weapon are you carrying right now? Uh, I would say some kind of sword. Okay, so you got a one-handed sword. So, um, yeah, so you come down upon him, and he gets ready to, like, throw the punch, and you just, like, right into his chest, and he's, like, completely staggered. So what I'm going to ask of you is to roll those 2d8 again. Okay. And just tell me the numbers on each of those dice. Uh, eight and two. Okay, so you see that little uh, sidebar in the very corner where I said damage on your character sheet? Uh, All the way up top? Yes, this damage. Okay. So eight is six through nine is two points. Yeah, two points. And then two is one. Two okay, is yeah. One. So he so he goes down hard. Okay. Like I said, right through the chest. And yeah. He's like, kind of like, oh, classic Lothor. <laughs> and he pulls you close. And he pulls you, he like pulls you close with his dying breaths. Okay. And he says, I have two things to say to you. One, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for everything that happened in there. Oh, man. Two, if, two, if you don't want to take my place and be their champion forever, you're going to want to run for that spire now while they're celebrating. Okay. You've got a few minutes where they're going to be distracted and then they're going to be looking for you. But if you can get to that spire... And you can 
smash you can uh, smash one corner of it, the whole thing will go down. Okay. So you just need to sneak by them. I know I'm dying, and this is a lot of information <laughs> to give you with my dying breath. <laughs> but breath. well, these dude, these these bug guys are like eating it up. Yeah, they're going you know, wild. They're this like, is like a ton of like, drama. Yeah, 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 they're like, this is great. This is like a moment frozen in time for Hello, them. Thor. Hello, <laughs> Thor. Yeah, so he's like, he's kind of like explaining. He's explaining the spire is unwieldy. So if you if you smash us at one of the like three corners of it, the whole thing will tumble okay. over. That's the problem with tripods, really. <laughs> All right. But once you do that, you're gonna like I said, you're gonna want to run there. You're gonna want to run back even harder. Yeah. To get out of this. Okay. Because this city's coming down when that spire goes down. I would say great. Thanks for the information. I'm gonna grab the warden. And throw him in the opposite direction that I need to run. Okay. So, super right, right, right. body distraction, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. I think that worked. I think it works perfectly. I think all of them are like freaking out. They're like, yeah. Yeah, like they're gonna eat, like, I'm gonna lift this dude up over my head and they're gonna be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And launch him and then just take off running the other yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. You totally pro wrestling it in the crowd. Right, blows right. They're, up. Dude, they're eating it up. Uh, they just, they, they gobble it all up. <laughs> so they are distracted. So you can um, make a move, you make a move deeper into the city. Um, as you're moving, the next thing that you run into is a group of, like, people that are, 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 are like, peeking out from hiding in various, like, little, little cubbies yeah. and things. And they're kind of like, is, are, are you friendly? Like, what's going on here? Are we, can we trust you? Right. Okay. I feel like I got, like, bloodlust now. Um, I don't really have a lot of time. I feel like I gotta make... Can I just be like, no time to talk, gotta go to the spire? Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, like, you you kind of push through one of them. You kind of push through them, you're like, no time to talk, and then one of them, like, a, a larger one of them, like, steps up, and he's like, no, no, you're gonna help us. You're the champion. Okay. So now they start to, like, now, like, three or four of... I'll say three of them... Three of them circle you along with this larger fella. Okay. So, uh, we're back into, like, a combat. Except, okay. uh, the first thing I'm gonna want you to roll is roll 1d8 for your fray dice. Okay. This is what I was describing earlier. Six. Six is and... two, two damage? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, describe to me how you take out two of these four, these four people immediately. <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna do like a straight shoulder like shoulder height swipe okay. across. Them. Yeah, and they just all like two of them like <laughs> like fly backwards. Yeah, you get a great reaction shot of two of them like hitting the ground. <laughs> Perfect. And then now you can roll uh, your other you can roll your other attack with the deep, with the twenty sided dice. Okay. Ten. Okay. Ten plus uh, what is it? Ten plus your strength plus your yeah. base attack, so thirteen. Okay. 13, uh, you're... Yes, you hit one of them. Uh, so go ahead and roll me that d8 of damage. Okay. Just this. Two. Okay. So you take out... You also take out that third one, so now there's just the big guy. Okay. And you can hear at the end of this, so he's gonna make an attack on you, and then you can kind of hear the rabble dying down just a little bit as these, like, as this big, big guy wants to sort of half prove himself, half avenge his friends, and sure. half just, like, force you to help him, which is three halves. And that's how you know he's a rational. <laughs> right, right. Um, he got a 12. Your armor class is 5. Okay, so he does not hit you. So he's, like, throwing throwing haymakers, yeah. and you're ducking him because he's going wide. Okay. 
So now, so now you can make uh, your attack. Yeah, let's like swing back. We'll roll this twenty seventeen. All right, roll me your damage. That definitely hits him. Okay, and this one again. Yeah. Uh, no, the D eight. Yeah. D8. Four. Um, he goes down. All right, nice. Yeah, you take him out as well. Um, how do you take him? How do you take him down? Do you kill him? Do you just knock him out? What's what? What? What's the plan for this one? Uh, I feel like these guys are. I feel like they're hit. They're. In the wrong mindset. I just got I got shit to do, so okay. I gotta like go. So I'm just gonna knock this guy out okay. and just yeah, keep so you, on trucking. Yeah, so you knock him in the gut, he goes down. Yeah. The, um, as you're running, you hear like the you hear like the things from behind you like okay. come upon their bodies and like you just hear screams and oh, no. then silence. <laughs> I should have killed that guy and put him out of his misery. Yeah, well, you made you made the choice, my friend. <laughs> that was on you. So you make so you make your way through. Um, roll me a check to to make sure you're making progress towards the spire and okay. not getting lost in this city that doesn't make sense. Okay. So roll me the two d eight plus your architecture plus your wisdom. Okay. Uh, seven six thirteen fourteen fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you. Now that you've been in the city for a little while, you can kind of start to see that it's not entirely random. There okay. are definitely, like, equations at work. You just, sure. They're just not equations that are, like, you would think of Fun on your own. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you're kind of making your way. You've come upon the spire, which is another big circular clearing, much like the one that the pit was in. Okay. And that was kind of like what I was saying about how, like, there's patterns. Like, you see these big things from yeah. wherever there's something of utility, and then there's just these other buildings. Okay. So there's clearly logic here. It's just not human logic. Right. So you come upon the spire, and you see that, like, it, like, like you see it's exactly what you thought it was, where it's just a big crystalline tower uh-huh. with on these, this, these three big tripod legs. Okay. And it's kind of, like, glowing at the top of it. Sure. So when you get there, you are greeted by the... You get there just in time to be greeted by the queen of this, like, thing. This thing. And it's like, I'm not going to let you destroy our home. Is she, like, insectoid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What she is is, like, a giant floating, like, millipede. Uh, Like a house millipede. Yeah. Okay. And she's got... But she's got arms. Okay. She's a millipede with arms. Right, right. (laughs) And she's like, we crashed here by mistake, and we're making this our home. So I'm not going to let you take it away. Oh man, I can't let her do that. I gotta stop her. I gotta. I gotta this, this, she's terrorizing people. We gotta. We gotta fix this. I gotta take her out. Okay, write down her stuff. Okay. So, like I said, you are the hero, so you get to go first. All right. Uh, what's like my surroundings? Like, is it kind of like a like a plaza or something like around? It what's is, like what's surrounding this? You are. You're not in the in the plot like in the clearing yet. Like okay. you're still there. You're so you're in between two buildings. One of which goes almost almost like a column, but stops like here. Okay, just helpful for a podcast because I'm making arm gestures, <laughs> but it's fine. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the other one, like it kind of covers up, so you've got a little bit of cover, but it's also going to be a little tricky to like really make a like a forward movement you're gonna have to be a little bit clever in how you like approach her in the okay next move. and she's like in front of me yeah okay and these columns are to she's kind of floating like indiscriminately in front of you between you and the spire which okay. is about like 200 feet so she's about 100 feet okay and the thing is that you're hearing her like in your head okay she's not like her mouth isn't moving because she's right. got like weird insect mouth but you're hearing her <laughs> okay in your head Gotcha. I feel like I could go classic Lothor maneuver and just try to run up right. something and jump an attack. All right, make that skill roll with the two d eight. Okay, plus your dexterity and the prison fighter. 
And this one is going to be... Uh, seven. Eleven. Okay, that, um, yeah, you meet her, like, halfway, like, she saw the fight earlier, so she knew what you were doing, so you can make your attack roll and add a little bit of damage, but she's also, but in doing so, you're gonna, like, lock into, like, personal combat with her. Okay. So roll this d20. Yeah. Five. Not good. Um, well, I'm adding attack bonus. Your attack bonus, your strength bonus. Six, and I'm gonna eight. say your prison fighter for this, for this maneuver. Okay. Eleven. Okay. Eleven. You do not hit her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, grabs you with one of her arms and just brings the other one to, like, jab at you with, like, a big, long, like, three-foot claw claw out of her finger to, like, jab into your chest. Okay. So she's going to make an attack on you. She rolls. She rolls very badly. She gets a nine... Plus your armor class is five? Five. All right, she does not hit you, so she does that, and your shield just, like, meets it. Okay. And you, like, push it back, and there's that great shot of, like, <laughs> And you, like, throw her hand aside, and now you can make your next move. Okay. I'm just going to go for, like, a classic swipe and okay. see yeah, like, if I so can you get you, something. Yeah, so you're in her hand, so if you swipe this one and deal damage, you'll, like, cut her hand off. Okay, cool. Around. All right. Uh, so roll this d20. Eight plus attack nine, strength eleven, and this pit fighter move? Uh, just the eleven, because okay. you're not doing a crazy so move this time. Gotcha. So yeah, so eleven uh, also does not hit. She is she is a beastly thing, and you're like your sword is just bouncing off of her like chitin hide. Okay. So she's going to she lets out like a scream. Okay. That just like rattles your insides. Okay. That's gonna be her attack. You are unshaken by this scream. <laughs> Now, I am going to trade out this dice, because this is not rolling. That's, that's a weighted die, that's why. So I'm going to take this one. All right. That one's not helping me out in this fight. All right. One way or another, we got to end this. <laughs> um, so I feel like I want to, like, get a better shot. I feel okay. like I'm not doing any damage sure, to the sure, sure. i gotta go. I got to go up. So I want to climb up her body. Okay. Using yeah. her many appendages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So make me that, I'm going to say, make me a skill roll with your strength and pit fighter. Okay. So that's the 2d8. These two. Yeah. Eight. She's gonna oppose that, so that's so so you need a thirteen. So what do I, I do? That the roll that, plus your strength plus your pit fighter. Thirteen. Okay, you you exactly get it. So cool. you, you you pull her claws out and like jump up and you run up. So I am yeah, so make you can make an attack and I'm gonna bump up her armor, drop her armor class considerably. Okay. So as you stab like the soft spot of her neck. Twelve. You perfectly get it. So okay. roll me that D eight. And add your strength. roll me one D eight and add your strength bonus. Five uh, seven. So that is two damage. Cool. Yeah, you stab your sword into her neck and she screams and she throws you off and you roll to the ground with your sword in hand as you like as she, like, thrashes about, and she is going to try to ram into you, like, full-scale, just headbutt the shit out of you. Okay. As she rolls, she definitely hits you. So, yeah. Can I have those 2d8? Yeah. So, 7 is 2, so 4, so take 3 damage. Okay. So, so I think you're down to 5. five. Yeah. Okay. So that's a so that's a pretty nasty hit. You go actually you ram into the spire and you feel it start to like wobble. That's sort of how fragile its like hold is. Okay. So so really you have two strategies you can kind of pursue here. You can keep fighting her or mm-hmm. you can or you can target the spire. It's really your call as to what you want to do on your turn. I'm going to taunt her, okay? So that she tries to come after me and maybe dodge so she winds up hitting the spire. That makes a lot of sense. 
So roll me that, uh, roll me your, just like we did earlier, the charisma plus your pit fighter to taunt her. Okay, so both of these? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nine, no charisma, pit fighter 12. 12? Okay, you've definitely taunted her. Now the question is, I'm going to make the attack roll, I'm going to make her attack roll, and see if she hits the, <laughs> she, if she hits the spire. Okay. She definitely hits the spire. Okay. And it, one of the legs collapses, and it starts to fall, and... You know that pulsing I described earlier? Mm-hmm. That just, like, goes haywire, and the whole thing starts to, like... Buildings start to crumble, but they also kind of start to melt a little bit. Oh, okay. And, like, things are now glowing, and she's like, uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. That wasn't <laughs> supposed to happen. Uh, this is bad. And she, like, turns to you, and she's like, I'm gonna... At least I'm gonna murder you, if nothing else. So okay. she turns back to you, so now it is your turn again. As this city is, like, going haywild around. Uh, I'm gonna make a sprint for that other... Tripod okay. leg and try to like cut that out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Make me an attack roll. So there's twenty. Yeah. And add your strength, attack bonus, and the pit fighter for the stun. Fifteen, stock. seventeen, twenty. Oh yeah, you absolutely do. Okay, you absolutely cool. like take it out. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna roll a d10. Yeah, I think that you take her out. I think nice. that the thing falls directly on her. Nice. And like crushes her, but. Now the real challenge begins of you need to figure out how to get out of the city. Okay. As the city itself is starting to... Everything everything has stopped making sense. Okay. And things are now actively, like, flying towards the spire, almost like it's like a collapsing singularity thing. Okay. All right. Uh, so I just need to make a mean break. Yeah. For the outside of the city. Yeah. Okay. So roll me that skill roll to see if you can get I'm out of it. these or two of these? Uh, two of those. Okay. Plus your uh, dexterity plus your fire. Uh... 13, no, I'm sorry, 12, plus dexterity 1, 13, and pit fighter uh, 16. Okay, yeah, you make it a fair way towards the city. You make it, actually, you're, like, ducking and weaving. Things are flying back towards you. Monsters are getting sucked into this vortex. Nice. You make it about back to the cave. The horse is gone. Okay. As you while I get up and Damn. you see the horse just like go past you and you're like, oh, that's not good. Get sucked up. <laughs> I'm like, horse! <laughs> um, you make it back about to the where you were earlier, but you see now that the, the, the city has stretched on beyond that. Okay. Uh, so the best thing, so the last thing I'm going to ask, the last role I'm going to ask you to make is to just grab some, as like now the pull has gotten like extraordinary. Okay. Is to just grab onto something. Okay. And hold on. Okay. So roll me plus your strength and pit fighter, yeah. Both of these? Yeah. 18. Yeah, you just a bit, you just barely got it. Okay. Like, the tree <laughs> itself, like, is holding on by a single root that you're yeah. like, oh no! <laughs> and, like, suddenly everything just falls over. And any all the buildings that were left just crumble into dust. Okay. it's just dust and ash for miles. Damn, okay. You're like, fuck. <laughs> this is not good. So, like I said, I'm gonna roll a bunch of dice here. Okay. Because now you're walking back by foot. People are, people are celebrating. Some people are, like, raising your hand as you walk by. Yeah. Others are, like, shoving you, like, you let my friends die, you, you dick. Okay, one thing happens. One encounter happens. Okay. This is going to be the, the closing note of the game. Nice. You're walking through just, like, a, just along this main road that, mm-hmm. kind of, that kind of connects you to the town of Eiji. So there is, you are almost home. You're like about a about like a day's trip out, and people have been giving you like food and things. Like they're like, "This is all I have is this bushel of apples," and you're like, "Great! Now I have to carry a bushel of apples." <laughs> Thank you for your thanks. You're almost home when you are tackled by one last of these 
things. And it's like a smaller one, but it's like, now I can never go home. And it just tackles you. Um, so roll me your attack. Like, or what's your what's your move here? As it's like screaming at you about like I can never go home. I think I gotta level with him. Okay. And tell him that to build on other people's homes is not the answer. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Make me uh make me a skill roll. Okay. With your charisma. I'm gonna say uh, pit fighter because that's a harder that's a hard earned lesson. Okay. And also add two to that because that's real power. <laughs> All right. So eight. I got no charisma, and then a pit fighter thing will be uh, eleven. Okay. Yeah. It stares you down, and it says like it says that's that's easy for you to say, but what what do I do? Like what do I do now? I didn't. We didn't. You know what do I do now? I'm alone in this world. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm gonna level with him again and just be like, look, okay, I'm an architecture aficionado. I know all about building and rebuilding, and sometimes you have to destroy everything to rebuild. So much you're saying like I you should destroy life. the world. <laughs> all right, no, no, you're mis- misunderstanding. It's so wise, and it flies off. And <laughs> that's sequel materials. What that is, that dude. That's he's coming back. Yeah, so you come back, and like that old nobleman is is you walk in his office, and he's like. I don't know how you did it. That was, we kind of just figured that you, we kind of just figured, you know, you'd go in there, you'd become their champion for a while, you'd yeah. beat a few guys up, we'd, we'd <laughs> bide ourselves some time, but I mean, shit, thank you. That's and he good. like tosses you like a nice sized satchel okay. of gold coins. Okay, cool. And he's like, all right, um, now, now here's where the real job comes in and he reaches for a folder as we cut to black. Oh no. Uh, and that's I didn't even get my horse. Well, you look in the bag, and first and foremost, you find the keys to a horse. Oh. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> and that's Scarlet Heroes. I love it. Uh, that was super fun. Dude, that was great. That was really cool. I like. Are that they all designed to be like quick like that? Like kind of like they can be speedy-ish? If, if they can be, they can be like an ongoing thing that lasts yeah. many, many hours, or they can be a quick little one-shot thing. It's oh, that's like cool. A, yeah, it really it really depends on what you want out of it. Like it's real flexible. That's awesome. So can yeah. I like peel back the curtain like a little bit? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. So what 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 do you have like in front of you that kind of like are you just kind of making all this up? I, or is this like a campaign uh, you this designed was all off the cuff. Oh, um, cool. Like once you said basically once you said you were an architecture aficionado, I uh-huh. was like, okay, then I think the plan has to be some sort of building that pops out of nowhere. That's like, I awesome. thought that was cool because I thought that was like a cool really concept. Cool. And then from there, it was just like, okay, well, then they're going to be, like, cosmic nightmare things. Yeah, yeah. And I just tried to make them as creepy as possible. That's perfect. I love it. And then when you said that you were a prison pit fighter, I was like, well, definitely we have to have, like, the Rambo moment where you're like, where you're <laughs> yeah. like the mission's yeah. over! Yeah. <laughs> so I knew I had to put that guy in somewhere. That's awesome. So it was really just at that point, I was like, all right, so Rambo has to go into this weird city. Done. <laughs> that's perfect. Dude, that's cool, man. I love yeah. it. So that was that was a lot of fun. That I've never played D anD D before, and I think uh, it's something I would I would have liked, or I I would like because I w- I heard about it like when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really into like uh, trading card games. I was telling mm-hmm. you a little bit about like playing Magic and stuff. Um, but yeah, I remember someone telling me about like his like D anD D campaign, and he was like, he was like, oh yeah, my my character I've been playing just like lost an arm recently. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, that's, how do you deal with that? Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, man, I've been playing D&D for... T- I was just thinking... I, I was just talking to somebody for a podcast about it recently, and I realized I've been playing for 20 years. That's awesome. Like, Damn, that's cool. I got into it when I was eight, because we found a book at a yard sale. Whoa, really? And I thought... Because I was really into role... I was really into video game role-playing games when I was young, young. Like, uh-huh. three, four, five years old. 
and I, we found this book, and I li- we li- we thought it was like a video game. We thought it was the guidebook like for a video game, and I was like, I don't know this video game, but I'm going to read it. That's cool. And we reread it, and it made no sense to us. Yeah. But we were like, I guess we got to figure out what this is. Dude, Since we that's spent awesome. two dollars on it. So, have you guys ever you been playing like the same campaign or no, 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 just ones? on just different things on and okay. off? Yeah, like it's been. I mean, yeah, but that's awesome. It was, it was, yeah, it's been a wild ride. Dude, I love it. I want to do oh. more of this. This is cool. Oh, well, anytime you want to come back. Yeah, I'll seriously. I'll on the show. This yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, man, Nick Murphy, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Yeah, anytime, man. Thank you for having me. This uh, was hella fun. I I'm so glad, I'm so glad to hear that. I get so happy when I hear people say that they had a good time. Um, yeah, super fun. So, real quick, social media plugs, um, you can, on Twitter, hey, Nick Murphy? Yeah, hey, Nick, hey, Nick Murphy, Murphy on Twitter. That's probably the best place. Uh, you can find me and my stuff. Cool. Uh, well, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, Fast Me. And thanks again to Nick for coming on to the show. That was amazing. I loved it. Be sure to check out Continue on YouTube and follow Nick on Twitter at Hey Nick Murphy. And while you're on Twitter, follow this show at Party of One Pod. Then head over to Facebook and like the show at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. And if you loved the show, consider telling a friend, whether via nice writing a nice iTunes review, showing some love on social media, or, you know, telling a friend. Helping new people discover the show enables us to do cooler, bigger, and better things, and I deeply appreciate it. Interested in coming on to the show? Shoot me an email at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. I am always looking for cool new people to play cool new games with. Party of One is produced by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. This episode edited by Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. Until next time, party people, thanks for listening, and remember, this is an imaginary story, but then again, aren't they all? 